welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. First, I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. Lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. What you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode, we explored our unique pathways to healing through brain type analysis using three main resources, You Happier by Dr. Daniel Amen, The Way Out, a revolutionary, scientifically proven approach to healing chronic pain by Alan Gordon, and Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamim. In lieu of another misunderstood episode earlier this month, I partnered with Dr. Susan from True Medicine MS for a live webinar called MS Holiday Wellness, How to Manage Food, Family, and Expectations. I'll post the replay link on our Patreon page, accessible to all viewers so you can enjoy it at your leisure. I'll also post access to our downloadable holiday recipe guide that's full of MS-friendly holiday favorites, as well as our holiday responses and resources guide, which includes helpful tools to navigate challenging holiday interactions, expectations, and social isolation. You can also locate the replay on True Medicine's website and YouTube channel. For this episode, we'll be exploring oil pulling and what's called the Picotti method to support our detox and healing. For our gratitude portion of this episode just after Thanksgiving, I am grateful for you. And for all the listeners who reach out to let me know that my efforts with Misunderstood to help us all live well with MS matter. Last week, at one of my MS social support Zoom hangouts, four of my dear MS friends, James, Amy, Joe, and Andy, were talking about Misunderstood. I shared that a few weeks ago I received a heartwarming letter and a generous donation from a listener expressing his gratitude for the podcast. And specifically, he mentioned episode 30, understanding SSDI, which had helped him connect with our incredible MS community champion, disability attorney Jamie Hall. That led to an approval which helped him gratefully establish long-term financial stability for his family. His letter brought me to tears and also provided me with extreme satisfaction, as I've always been a helper and enjoy seeking solutions for myself and others. What emerged from that social support group conversation was that it's high time I shared a bit more with you, intentionally, about the vision, evolution, and analytics of this podcast, as well as how you can help support others in our MS community. I started Misunderstood in May of 2020. The True Medicine MS 
virtual health education program I helped build with Dr. Susan Peyrovi was in development, preparing for a January 2021 pilot. And with all the learning I had been privy to and working so closely with Dr. Susan for so long, I felt a strong desire and frankly, a sense of responsibility as well to eliminate knowledge and access barriers for reliable MS healing information. Prior to my disability retirement, I had spent the last two decades highly focused on working toward equity in education, removing barriers and expanding choice, opportunity, and avenues for success for all learners. My desire is to do the same now for our shared MS community, because who gets to meet an incredible doctor with MS at the time in their life when they need them the most? I don't take that privilege lightly. Over the past few years, I've shared many of the avenues I've explored in search of better MS health outcomes for myself and for those in my MS circles. I certainly hope they've been helpful. As a longtime educator, professional development facilitator, public speaker, and musician, I was somewhat used to being in the spotlight, even though truth be told, it's not my natural comfort zone. And I'd rather be in a supporting role on the sideline, off camera, cheering someone else on. Once I started having panic attacks on stage, the spotlight became significantly less enjoyable. And while I had a steep learning curve to figure out how to independently create, record, edit, and release a podcast, apparently this older dog can still learn new tricks and misunderstood was born. I haven't done a lot, in fact, hardly anything to promote misunderstood because it's just not my style to promote myself. Rather, I've relied on word of mouth, divine intervention, or chance and happenstance for it to get out to those who might be interested. Even with that inaction, at this point in time, Misunderstood has just shy of 30,000 downloads, and my RSS feed shows there are listeners all around the world, which is quite humbling and also indicative of the need for support and education in our MS community. The most popular episode to date, episode 16, Food is Medicine, Nutrition Tips for MS featuring Dr. Susan Peyrovi, currently has a thousand downloads all on its own. That alone fuels my fire knowing that there are so many of us in search of reliable MS healing resources. In the recent social support meeting I previously mentioned, my MS friends actually asked me to send them some flyers to share with their networks to help get the word out. Those are now posted on our Patreon page, visible to all. And this is where you also come into play. I humbly ask that when you come across an episode that helps you, to share it with others in your social media or other community networks in case it might also help someone else. If you love posting on social media and would like to help more formally by helping me post newly released episodes, reach out. I'd love to have a helper. If through your interaction with others in our MS community, you find someone in need of knowledge or solutions, share a relevant episode with them. If you feel alone, consider joining our Zoom spaces to connect with others living with MS from around the world. If you or someone you know is an exemplar of someone living well with MS, consider reaching out to be a guest on a future episode. We'd love to showcase you. If you or someone you know are struggling with something MS-related that we haven't covered yet, please reach out with your topic ideas. I'd love to research on your behalf. If you read or have relationship with any MS publications, 
consider reaching out to them to include information about Misunderstood. If you'd like digital flyers to post or print, please visit our Patreon site. Those are available for download for everyone. Flyers can be posted at neurology or supporting practitioner offices, such as the acupuncturist, chiropractor, or physical therapist's office. They can also be shared at MS support group meetings, community centers, or chambers of commerce locations. Consider joining our MS Flock, a group of folks with MS who meet via Zoom the first Saturday of each month to further our learning of the episode topics and to be in community with each other. If this podcast has helped you, I also ask for your help in building momentum and spreading the word, and ask you to take a few moments to write a positive review wherever you access Misunderstood. While my main focus is on MS, there are many listeners with other autoimmune conditions who have found episodes helpful, since much of what I share is relevant for other communities as well. So feel free to share beyond our MS community when it makes sense to do so. And most of all, thank you for listening. With my MS diagnosis and subsequent disability retirement, I lost my sense of purpose for a while, as I bet many of you can relate. Misunderstood makes me feel like I'm still able to give back and do something that matters. With gratitude this Thanksgiving for you. Without further ado, let's dive in first to oil pulling. There's a lot of information out there that varies quite a bit. And I share that because there's really not just one right way to do oil pulling. If you're curious to research the gamut to find the method right for you, go for it. When we get into the how of oil pulling, I'll share my current favorite protocol and the rationale for why I chose it. For now, let's start first with the why. Why is oil pulling even something we should be thinking about? As people living with MS, and really anyone with an autoimmune condition or recurring symptoms like asthma, migraines, skin issues, bloating, or irritable bowel, all of these stem from a dysregulated digestive system, also known as leaky gut or gut permeability. We've talked about leaky gut before, so we won't get into it in great detail here, other to say that intestinal permeability happens when things like bacteria, parasites, fungi, and even partially digested foods get absorbed into our bloodstream through the lining of our small intestine. These particulates aren't intended to be in our bloodstream, so our immune system gets activated to protect us. That activation in and of itself is a good thing. That problem arises when this response happens day after day, resulting in chronic systemic inflammation which we know is really the root of just about every common disease, including MS. In the last 10 years or so, leaky gut and gum disease have started to garner more serious attention, especially in alternative, functional, and integrative medicine, because experts in those fields finally understand without question the impact gut permeability and poor oral health have on overall human health. Funny not funny is that Hippocrates was quoted 2,500 years ago saying, quote, all disease begins in the gut. Let's look at oral health first and how that's related to leaky gut. Our mouth is a starting line of our digestive system. And while we talk a lot about the importance of a healthy gut microbiome, there's less talk about balancing our oral flora, 
Although this is changing because recent research shows that the microbiome in our mouths plays a large role in determining our gut microbiome health and vice versa. In simple terms, the vast majority of experts in the field now support that we have two brains or command systems in the body, one in our heads and one in our gut that facilitates the process of digesting food, absorbing nutritional compounds from food into the body, removing what we don't need in the form of waste, and this gut brain dictates about 80% of our immune system response. When our two brains aren't communicating well, dysregulation occurs. One article I read explained it brilliantly in simple terms. It's like if the 911 emergency call center goes down in a city on fire. There's still people needing help, but there's no way to call for help, and the fires keep burning while help waits by the phone, not even knowing the line is down. That line of communication in our bodies between our two brains or control centers is our vagus nerve. We've talked a lot about our vagus nerve before, and we will in greater detail in the future, as there have been some important recent discoveries. What's most important to know here is that it's the largest nerve system in our body, and it's the line of communication that plays a major role in healing leaky gut. When this communication is in jeopardy, the brain in our head lacks the ability to take corrective action to maintain healthy digestive patterns, and the brain in our gut can't effectively alert the brain in our head that there's trouble downstream. So, what do we do when we know we have leaky gut? First, if we're struggling with an autoimmune condition, it's a fair assumption there's gut dysregulation to some degree, if not to a serious degree. The good news is that there are several things we can do to attempt to restore effective systemic communication. The right foods definitely help. Food is medicine. Check out episode 16 for nutrition tips for MS featuring Dr. Susan Peyrovi for more information on MS health supporting foods. It's also critical to stimulate our vagus nerve. There are many ways to activate the vagus nerve and so many of them are really simple. Singing, humming, chanting, and gargling are some. By activating our vagus nerve through these channels, we can increase our heart rate variability and vagal tone. Let's put a pin for a moment in gargling specifically, because that's something that not only activates and tones our vagus nerve, but it can also be good to increase our oral microbiome health, which in turn improves our overall digestive health. And gargling is often mentioned in oil pulling circles. There's a few more whys to mention before we get into the hows of oil pulling. Similarly to how oils can help us clean our skin without depleting our skin's natural moisture content, oil pulling can similarly dissolve bacteria and plaque in our mouths without negatively impacting our teeth or gums. And in fact, when the enzymes in our saliva come in contact with the oil, the oil can detox various organs in our bodies through our tongues. So when we clean our mouths with oil, we actually aid our body in detoxing not only our mouths, but our kidneys, lungs, heart, liver, stomach, small intestines, colon, and even our spine. Oil pulling removes fat-soluble toxins to help us optimize our organ function and also treat common ailments like headache, acne, asthma, halitosis, and even diabetes. 
are our mouths really that dirty? Well, the necessary truth is that our mouth plays host to billions of microorganisms, whether we want to think about it or not. Some of these microorganisms are good bugs. They are protective and that they help us maintain good health. But not all of these bugs are good bugs. And because our mouths are warm and moist environments, they are the perfect breeding grounds for microorganisms to thrive. There's also plenty of sugar in our mouths, which feed these bad bugs. Did you know that traditional toothbrushing and antiseptic mouthwashes only remove 60 to 70% of these bugs? Now that's something to chew on. Oil pulling can help with tooth health. We prevent tooth decay by ensuring we're eating a diet full of the minerals our teeth need to stay strong. A diet heavy in bread, sugar, and processed foods leads to the demineralization of our teeth. Conversely, when we eat foods high in magnesium and vitamins D, A, and K2, this promotes remineralization of our teeth and prevents cavities and other forms of tooth decay. While nutritional choices have the biggest impact on tooth decay, oil pulling can help us in our efforts to maintain a healthy oral microbiome and reduce oral health issues like gum disease and bleeding gums. Through oil pulling, our oral hygiene can be dramatically improved. You might first notice fresher breath. You may also receive overall significantly more positive reports from your dentist regarding your oral health. Some experts believe oil pulling can aid in weight loss. Oil pulling, since it helps the body cleanse toxins, has an anti-inflammatory effect within the body, and reducing inflammation can help with bloating and water retention. Oil pulling is famous for reducing acne. Did you know that acne is most often caused by our diet? It's not uncommon to break out more when you first start oil pulling, as that's the skin's easiest way to expel toxins from the body. Oil pulling is a great tool for this time of year, since it's a safe method to boost our protection from bacteria that make their way into our body through our mouth. Since coconut oil, which is a popular oil to use for oil pulling, contains lauric acid, which is antibacterial in nature, it can help us maintain our overall health, by preventing bacteria from entering through our mouths and from keeping those that do from entering our bloodstream through cuts on our gums or other locations in our mouth. Fewer germs in our bloodstreams mean less disease in our bodies. As a side note, did you know that some folks need antibiotics prior to dental work and even routine cleanings? This is to proactively prevent disease from any germs that may be released into the bloodstream through dental work. That factoid is something I plan to research more, as dental work can often trigger relapses in MS. Let's now move into the how of oil pulling. The practitioner I have relied upon the most for teaching me about oil pulling is Dr. Louisa Williams, N.D., Yep, she's a naturopath. Her website is louisawilliamsnd.com, treating the root cause of disease. And she has a wonderfully helpful free newsletter and many stellar resources I've found quite helpful over the years. Originally, I had wanted to have Dr. Williams as a podcast guest, as recommended by a fellow flock member who first brought her to my attention. But in full disclosure, after discussing it, we've delayed that until she has more experience with specifically MS patients, which is a stance I really respect. 
What's important to know about Dr. Williams is that she's been a skilled naturopathic physician since 1990, previously had experience working as a trained chiropractor, and is the author of many teaching manuals, articles, and powerful books like Radical Medicine, Cutting-Edge Natural Therapies That Treat the Root Cause of Disease. She currently resides in Texas and serves on the Texas Association of Naturopathic Doctors and is also a member of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. It was actually initially because of Dr. Williams's history of dentistry, along with her extensive knowledge as an ND, that I chose her guidelines to follow when it comes to the art of oil pulling. So what is oil pulling and how do you do it? Oil pulling is an ancient Ayurvedic practice using originally sesame oil and more recently sunflower oil or coconut oil to orally cleanse the mouth to aid in detoxing and healing the body. While many sources say either oil is okay as long as they are refined and organic, according to Dr. Williams, coconut oil is more highly recommended and it's what I use because coconut oil contains cleansing, antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory properties. It's rich in lauric acid, as we mentioned before, which actively reduces plaque buildup. It also, frankly, tastes better than sesame or sunflower oil, according to many palates, mine included. Most sources recommend vigorously swishing the oil around in your mouth, being very careful not to swallow, for a good 15 to 20 minutes or as long as you can. When I first started pulling oil, I did this, but after accessing Dr. Williams's resources, I altered that routine, and here's why. She's found that after a few minutes, some of the toxins that have been absorbed into the oil can actually reabsorb back into our saliva, gums, tissues, and bloodstream from holding the oil in our mouths for so long. So my new approach is such. I take a few tablespoons of organic, unrefined coconut oil and swish it around in my mouth aggressively for about 45 seconds. And by aggressively, I mean pushing and pulling it through my teeth and all around my mouth. Then I spit it out into a tissue. It's strongly recommended to do this rather than spitting the oil into a sink or down any drain as the oil will clog your pipes. Then you repeat. I typically do this about three times. Experienced oil pullers can get pretty aggressive and even gargle with the oil, which is highly beneficial for our vagus nerve health, but it's really important that we be extremely careful not to swallow any of the oil. Why not? I would be remiss if I didn't clarify why it's so important to avoid swallowing the oil when oil pulling. Lipioid pneumonia. That's an inflammatory condition that occurs when fat particles make their way into our lungs and is why oil pulling is not recommended for children or people who don't have good control over their swallowing. If the oil ends up in our stomachs, it can make us nauseous, and it's important to know that we'd also be inadvertently swallowing oil, dead skin cells, bacteria, and anything else we've accumulated in our mouths. And asking our digestive system to break down those foreign particles can cause additional digestive distress. To avoid this, using a smaller amount of coconut oil for oil pulling can help. 
And I limit my gargling for vagus nerve health to when I'm rinsing my teeth with water so that I can safely gargle instead of taking the risk with oil. Aggressive oil pulling instead of gargling will still stimulate the vagus nerve simply because the area's muscles are all involved in the motion. As we swish the oil around in our mouths, the oil effectively pulls disease-causing bacteria and toxins from around our teeth and our gums. This cleaning process is actually much more effective than brushing our teeth or even using antiseptic mouthwash. Why? Well, every microorganism has an outer layer made of fat. As we swish, the oil pulls the germs into the oil, akin to a magnet. Now, I do want to briefly mention one possible benefit to oil pulling for 15 to 20 minutes rather than in shorter spurts as Dr. Williams recommends. The longer and more aggressively that we oil pull, we provide a serious workout for the muscles in our face, jaw, throat, and neck. We can still achieve this sort of a workout by ensuring we're pulling vigorously each round. This can be intensified by dropping your chin, elongating your neck, and forcefully swooshing the oil from the back of your mouth to the front of your mouth. When you spit out the oil into tissue, it will be white and frothy if you've swished it around thoroughly and aggressively. To clean my mouth afterwards, I simply brush with baking soda and rinse with my water pick. Experts recommend oil pulling after dental cleanings, after the removal of any metal crowns or algamum fillings, or after being fitted for braces or other dental appliances. On the other hand, it's recommended to avoid oil pulling for a few weeks after any tooth extractions or cavity fillings. Other than those guidelines, it's safe to do oil pulling anytime we want to detox. In fact, in Ayurvedic tradition, oil pulling was performed on a daily basis to maintain oral health and to manage a variety of diseases. To obtain noticeably whiter teeth, oil pull daily for two to six weeks. I personally don't oil pull year round now. Every few months I partake for a couple of weeks or if I'm not feeling well, I'll add the routine into my daily practice to better support my healing. According to Dr. Williams, the best time of day for oil pulling is in the morning because during the night when we sleep, our body is naturally cleansing itself. So when we wake, there is toxin buildup within our mouths. Oil pulling in the morning helps our body expel these accumulated toxins. Other experts like to pull at night to ensure our mouths are clean before bed, but your regular nighttime dental routine probably accomplishes that on its own. There's also no reason why you couldn't do both. Choose your own adventure to see what works best for you. Depending on our own levels of oral and overall health, it's possible to experience some detox symptoms when introducing oil pulling into your routine. These can manifest as a sore throat, fatigue, or even mild flu-like symptoms. While it can be unpleasant, it's actually an indicator that your body is healing through oil pulling. Keep going. These symptoms rarely last for long and are to be expected if we have a dysregulated digestive system. Also today, I'd like to share another oil application that has been popping up in more and more wellness channels as of late, the Picotti Method. The Picotti Method is also an ancient Ayurvedic tradition. 
This tradition states that when we are born, we have a gland called the picote behind our navel. The gland remains after our umbilical cord is cut for the rest of our lives. The picote method is an effective way to relieve stress and anxiety and can aid in healing many health conditions such as poor digestive health. It's also a safe way to boost our immunity. Picote is the traditional method of self-healing or, quote, treatment with your own hands. There are over 30 types of picote touch therapies. So what is the Picote method? The Picote method is, simply put, absorbing oils through the belly button, which is said to be connected to the Picote gland in the body. According to supporters of this method, the Picote gland can correct, heal, and balance nervous connections present in the body. Since this is a somewhat newer discovery for me, and I'm still very much in the research phase, I strongly encourage you to likewise do your own research and consult your doctor before trying something new. But I do want to share a bit of what I've learned and tried so far so you can decide if it's something you'd like to explore further for yourself. Our belly button is connected to about 72,000 veins and nerve endings in our body, so applications in this area are quickly able to spread benefit throughout the body. Both yoga and Ayurveda practices pay special attention to the belly button, which is presumed to be the center or confluence of our physical body and our inner energy. Taking special care of our belly button can balance our chakras and energize our body. Through balancing our energy, we can also relieve stress and anxiety. Did you know that 90% of the body's serotonin is secreted by the navel? It's also the source of 50% of our dopamine. We know from our previous learning how important these two neurotransmitters are in assisting in optimal body functionality, and especially for our immune function, sleep, mood, and energy. Applying oils and massaging the belly button can improve fertility in both men and women. Specific essential oils like clary sage help with menstrual cramping for females, and other oils can improve the sperm count in males. So, how do we do it? First, consult an herbalist or acupuncturist to determine your personal approach to healing, as different carrier oils and essential oils may be recommended. For example, an emerging practice is using CBD oil combined with specific essential oils. Once we've selected the right blend for our needs, we massage the area gently for two to three minutes as many as three times a day. I personally just do this after I shower or sometimes before bed if I'm targeting something specific like menstrual cramps. Some resources suggest covering your navel with a cloth to avoid infections. Ask your provider what they recommend for you. Here are some of the most common reasons why people rave about the Picote method. And as I go through them, be thinking if any pertain to you. First, immune support. Failure to clean the belly button can make us vulnerable to infection. Oils like mustard or tea tree oil not only kill bacteria, but prevent it from returning. Two, gut health. If we experience an upset stomach, nausea, or bloating, applying a mixture of mustard oil and ginger essential oil can help. You can also use my personal favorite, Digest Zen Oil Blend, to balance any digestive tract imbalance. Fatigue buster and stress and anxiety relief. 
As previously mentioned, using particular oils can balance our energy and therefore our mood. It helps us achieve better state of mind and enhances our ability to maintain a positive attitude. Four, a pain relieving tool. Any abdominal pain can be improved and especially discomfort caused by menstruation and ovarian cysts. By increasing blood circulation to the area, it eases the pain we experience. This can also be used to treat arthritis pain, muscle spasms, back pain, and overall inflammation. And skin support. It's important to take great care of our skin, especially given that it's our largest organ and protects us from external harm in our environment. For better skin texture and a more glowing complexion, like oil pulling, the Picote method helps to remove impurities and blemishes. Therapeutic oils like lemon essential oil used with coconut carrier oil is a great combination for skin support. Most practitioners suggest the following protocol. One, prepare your oil blend and be sure to use a carrier oil if adding essential oils. Number two, clean and rinse your belly button and allow it to dry completely. Three, Lay down and drop a few drops of oil into your navel and allow it to absorb into your skin. Four, avoid touching inside your navel directly. Cover it with a clean towel or cloth. And number five, gently apply pressure with your hands and massage the area gently until any pain or discomfort eases, typically just a minute or two. There are very few warnings about the Picote method, but they are important to mention. You should avoid the Picote method while pregnant if you recently had abdominal surgery or injury to the area, if you're a child under the age of seven, or if you are someone who has severe intestinal disorders. If this episode has piqued your interest in using more oils or learning about essential oils specifically for MS symptoms, you can also revisit episode 20. They're called Essential for a Reason, Essential Oils for MS, or episode 38, Symphony of the Cells, Healing Protocols. And if you're experiencing a symptom and you want to learn more, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to help you research solutions and even send you free samples from my own essential oil collection to try to see how they work for you. I hope that by listening to this episode, we all, one, understand just how powerful Ayurvedic healing protocols like oil pulling and the Picote method can be for those of us living with MS. Two, that we remember the importance of our overall digestive health from entrance to exit, and the critical role it plays in our MS experience and progression. And three, that if you'd like to help me get the word out about Misunderstood to more people in our community, I'd greatly appreciate any efforts you make so that more people have access to the healing practices shared. Flyers are available for download on our Patreon page, as are the resources and replay link for the webinar I recently hosted with Dr. Susan, MS Holiday Wellness, How to Manage Food, Family, and Expectations. Our next Misunderstood Flock meeting will be Saturday, December 5th. That's this Saturday. At our flock meeting, we'll discuss the episodes released this month and spend time together celebrating recent wins and supporting one another with current hardships and ongoing health goals. If you're not yet a flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS that meet via Zoom monthly to support each other and continue our learning on the episode topics.
You can learn more and join us by visiting patreon.com msflock. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with MS-related questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another, and honking our encouragement. As always, thank you for listening, and until next time, be well. Yeah.